Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello. Hi, Megan. It's pleasant. Yes. Hey. How All right, everyone. You? Welcome to our awesome author incubator um, interview. I'm Pleasant Salicki, and I'm an author. I wrote the book Delight, Eight Principles for Living with Joy and Ease, which came out two years ago. I can't believe that. Nice. <laughs> and um, one of my favorite things to do, I have the honor and the privilege of jumping on the phone on our podcast once a week to talk with our other published authors about what they're doing in the world and the process and how um, writing and going through the program and all mm-hmm. of the blocks and all of the challenges <laughs> um, and then all of the surprises. So I'm super excited to be chatting. I've been on your website the past few minutes, and I love to get to know the people before I talk to them. So welcome. Yes. Thank you. It's so good to meet you. You too. I'm obsessed with your the cover and the title of your book. Tell everybody what your book title is. Can I say what the book title? Are there rules here? Go for I it. I don't it fly, know. Right? No one ever told me rules. So yeah, we'll <laughs> apologize later. <laughs> well, I'm asking my my book title is Who the fuck am I to be a coach? And the subtitle okay, where did is it a Warrior's from? Guide. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say the subtitle will give some more context. Yeah, yeah. A Warrior's yeah. Guide to Building a Wildly Successful Coaching Business from the Inside Out. So um, the title came directly from the mouths of the clients I work with who are mm. trained coaches. Um, mm. Trained coaches who really have gotten a lot of training in being an awesome coach, and then they go out into the world and they're ready to start a practice and make money and change lives. And um, for many of these folks, when it comes down to making it real, this mm-hmm. voice pops up in their head. Mm-hmm. Who am I to be doing this? Who the fuck am mm-hmm. I to be doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a business coach for coaches. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. And did you – now, the first question that came to mind when I saw this title because just of the world that I live in and my, like, curiosity is, like, did that question come up for you when you were going through the process or who right. the fuck am I to write a book, <laughs> to be an of author? Cor- yes. <laughs> of course. Of course. And some days yeah. it still yeah. pops up because I'm human. Yeah. So this is a voice that you've heard. It's a voice that everyone hears. Um, especially when you're about to go do something that feels important, exciting, connected to a dream, stretchy, challenging. Um, Some people call it, you know, there's sort of a term for it called imposter syndrome. Yeah. um, Where despite the training and life experience and even all kinds of validation, um, there is a part of our brain that believes we're still not good enough. And um, mm-hmm. it is super powerful, uh, unless and until you have some ways of working around it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do as coaches, right? We find all the ways to work around yeah. those voices so that we can create the delightful, delicious life we want. Yeah, totally. 
Um, I love that. And I think the real, I think that one of the things that really resonates with me around like coaching and wellness and um, building businesses and these awesome, beautiful lives is that it doesn't mean that we won't face imposter syndrome, right? Or that we won't right. come to a place where we're every time we're expanding or growing or learning that we're not saying like, and I'm still experiencing this. And now it's exactly what you said. And now, but I have more tools or I'm better at using them or like the time delay that that voice is allowed to be in my head sort of gets a little bit yeah. shorter. <laughs> I love that. She doesn't yeah, get to live there as part. long. <laughs> She's that's not welcome great. as long as she used to be. Um, okay. So talk yeah. to me about the process. Let's back way up. So talk to me about like a little bit of your story, the when and where and how um, you decided to write a book and got to Angela. Mm -hmm. So tell me the backstory. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I have been a coach for about 13 years. I, well, I've really been a coach my whole life, right? Like a lot of coaches, mm -hmm. <laughs> we have a natural, a natural gift, even as little kids, for listening to people, loving people, seeing potential in people. It's one of the gifts of a coach. So I got formally coach trained, I'll say, 13 years ago and knew that it was the work mm -hmm. I was supposed to be doing. And, um, and then I started teaching and training coaches through the Coaches Training Institute about four or five years ago. So I got to um, teach the model and the skills to people that wanted to build a practice. And one of the things that I started seeing with my colleagues who were going through the courses and the students I was teaching was that they had incredible gifts. Um, mm -hmm. But the gift of coaching someone is very different than the gift of marketing and selling. Mm -hmm. Very different. They can support each other, but... Um, what happens is a lot of coaches go out in the world and try to enroll clients and charge money, and they don't know how to do it because they weren't taught. Mm -hmm. And they think what I thought, they think the same thing that I thought, many coaches, like if I'm a really good coach, if I'm the best coach in the world, all the clients will find me, mm -hmm. um, which sadly is not true. Although many of us get business from word of mouth, um, and so what happens is I can't make money as a coach. So maybe I stay at my full-time job or maybe I take a part-time job and then I'm trying to work my full-time job plus do coaching and it's still not working and I'm not making enough money. And eventually many people give up on coaching mm -hmm. and go back to a job that they don't love so that they can pay their bills. And this to me um, is so frustrating and so maddening because it's not only bad for the coach, it's bad for all the clients' lives that could and should be touched. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> last fall, I was thinking about, as I often do in my prayer and meditation routine, how would you, what I call God, have me be used? is a question I ask every day. How would you have me mm -hmm. be used today? And I kept getting all kinds of signs, messages, pointing to writing. Mm -hmm. But it was something about writing. I did not have any idea what this meant. I always loved writing, but I didn't know how this would unfold. And a couple days after I told my best friend, like, it's something about writing. I'm going to be writing soon. A couple days after that, I saw a Facebook ad 
that said, Mm -hmm. do you want to make a difference in the world by writing a book? We should meet. Come to my webinar. And Mm -hmm. I didn't normally click on these types of things, but she was Mm -hmm. speaking directly to my dream and my problem, right, which I now know is how Mm -hmm. it works. And I (laughs) watched the webinar and was her lead and her lead magnet, and everything she said made a whole lot of sense to me because I wanted to take my mission to support coaches to the next level, and I knew it had to do with writing, and I really loved her energy and the way she was speaking, and I applied immediately after that webinar. Mm-hmm. So there weren't a lot of blocks mm-hmm. for you from getting from the message, because you trust the messenger, or you trusted the message and listened to your soul regularly. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the, yeah. on a good day, I respond. Yeah. I respond and listen and tune yeah. in. Um, it didn't really make a lot of sense. I did not know what I was going to write about uh, exactly. Um, okay. This was around the time of the Trump election, which was very impactful for me. It was very upsetting to me. So, I had a lot of uh, ideas <laughs> for books okay. and what my mission would be. And, um, and it was after talking with her that I got clear that this was one of the best ways that I could serve mm-hmm. uh, was by supporting coaches to go find the clients they're meant to work with and make a living doing it so that they can serve yeah. more people. Yeah. Did you experience any blocks yourself from, like, making the decision and seeing the ad and sort of saying yes? Did you notice yeah. any um stuff that came up for you. Can you tell us a little about that? <laughs> no, not at all. It's so easy. Oh my God. Of course I did. Of course I did. Um, yeah. I, the blocks that came up for me were, I mean, it was so fascinating. Of course I was having the same exact experience right, um, right, that I was right. writing about. Who, who the fuck am right. I to write this book? Mm-hmm. I'm not expert enough despite having mm-hmm. coached for 13 years. That's still not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There were times that I would say out loud, often to my partner as he passed through the room, this book makes no sense. As I mm-hmm. was writing, um, I had all kinds of elaborate fantasies <laughs> about how my colleagues would tear it apart, criticize mm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. they, how, they won't like it. They won't like right. it. They will. That, yeah. Bad reviews. <laughs> I'll be, it'll be inconsistent. Um, you know, just amazing what the mind will do when you're creating something and doing something you've never done before that feels mm-hmm. confronting. Um, mm-hmm. And to put what you believe on paper in black and white is a rather permanent mm-hmm. exercise to publish a book. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like writing in your journal, and it's not like doing a five-minute interview. It's a permanent document that will live, in theory, forever, right, like of what you believe. So it's confronting to ask even the question, well, what do I believe about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but and then put it in writing. Yeah, and you know this too because you went through it. Like that being said, the process that is put in place 
in this program I think is genius because it has us understand why we're writing a book and who we're writing it to before you even begin one yeah. sentence. Uh, yes. And mm-hmm. yeah, when that's mm-hmm. in place, it becomes much easier to write. Um, I, yeah, I totally agree because of the structure. Like I think I didn't realize until I went through the process and um, my assisting, like I had, a, I went, because I went through the program two years ago, it was actually quite different than it is now. Um, but yeah. in my case, I had Grace as my editor who, I remember sending her like the beginning, I don't even remember which stage it was, um, but she's like, okay, we need to have a little bit more structure around this. <laughs> like, let's yeah. find, you know, the way that this is going to flow. Let's go back to that ideal reader. Let's go back to this love letter. And at the time it was like, I was so resist. It was like a game I was playing and like pulling the string between like the ideal reader and writing the love letter and like writing the book to them versus like, yeah just free flow writing are you a writer like do you journal and write like tell me a little bit about your writing practice um and maybe you didn't yeah. have one before but I think this is so fascinating about writing books and authors too. and coaches and healers you know yeah I do too I think any creative process is really really fascinating um yeah so I I do consider myself a writer I and a reader right any Anyone who mm-hmm. loves to write loves to read. So mm-hmm. um, reading has always been just a religious part of my life. And mm-hmm. um, and I loved writing even as a kid, and I am a songwriter and a musician, so I love wordsmithing. I love playing with words and metaphors and mm-hmm. rhymes. And I even... Um, at one point, my journey was accepted to get a master's in creative writing, and that was what I wanted to do was write books and fiction. And and um, and hmm. yeah, okay. when I got to, so yes, it was a part of my life, but it was very undernourished at the time that I met the author incubator because I had had a baby four years earlier. So mm-hmm. um, most of my creative pursuits slowed down quite a bit with a newborn. Um, mm-hmm. and, but my, my thought, like it worked really well for me that knowing who the client is and writing a love letter to her worked really well mm-hmm. for me. I will say that I edited about half of the book. I cut the book down by about half. Like okay. I wrote a lot of material and then trimmed about half of it for the final book, which I thought was so interesting. Um, Because in this process, and most writers will say this, right? Like, just do your puke draft. Like, just write. Just keep writing. Yeah, just right. Just write. Just right. write. Just get it out. Right. And um, which is very confronting for the <laughs> perfectionists in in some of us. Yes. But, yes. but it did work well, and so many people now who read this book write to me almost daily, I would say, saying, mm. I felt like you wrote this book to me. Yeah. And yeah. my answer is, I did. I did write You're it right. to you. I hadn't, right. I hadn't right. met you yet, but I absolutely did write it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, some sort of version of myself, when I first started 
trying to build a coaching business and failing miserably and feeling right. so frustrated and so heartbroken yeah. and so angry uh, that I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. How did you, so you said you came with a bunch of topics, not one. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes people come, sometimes people come to the program and they're like, I've already got the book. I already know exactly what it's going to be. Right. And then going through the process, Angela kind of, <laughs> Tears it to shreds is a little harsh, but um, (laughs) it's basically like, uh, no. And that was definitely my experience. I went to her with a very specific idea, at which point she was like, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a book about how meditation, like healed the relationship with my mom. And she was like, oh, that's awesome. Do you want to work with women who have, like, really difficult relationships with their mom all day, every day? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, absolutely, positively, N-O, exclamation point. Like, that sounds horrible. I do not want to sit and listen to people talk about their moms all day. Um, So she's like, yeah, so that's not the book, you know? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's a different process. So then – we yeah. started, so I used to own a yoga studio and closed a yoga studio. And so we started talking about yoga and some options there and then more sort of holistic, you know, we just kind of then jammed on what felt good until we came to uh, agree, shall we say, on sort of a topic that mm-hmm. felt, that she felt like was aligned with what she could do. And I felt okay with doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, based on the goals mm-hmm. and desires. So what... Mm-hmm. My question for you is, what was that process like for you? Because I think it's fascinating for people to hear that you can go in with an idea and have it changed around based on goals and what you really are doing in service, right? Not the ego book, not the cathartic book, which Angela always says, there's places for that. That's awesome. That's just not her zone of genius right now, you know? Um, or, and sort of what, how did you get to your topic and it, tell us a little about that? Yeah, I wish I could see my application actually, because I had listed <laughs> 10 topics and I can't mm. remember exactly. I remember a couple of them. So one was about um, racism in America. So I have a mixed race kid. I think coaching is a very predominantly white privilege industry that I think is a real issue. Um, and so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, if I could, if I could lead a mission, it would be about healing and understanding race, race relations. I'm laughing because as I shared this with her, she said in her way, so do you have expertise on this topic? Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> No, well, my daughter's mixed race, and that's all I need. And she's like, okay, um, mm-hmm. but you've been a coach for 13 years, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You have some mastery as a coach. That's, that's what I would recommend, that you write about the thing in which you are a master uh, mm-hmm. and have at least some years of experience and some she said, do you have case studies you could talk about? How many people have you coached? I said, thousands. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've coached thousands of people. Um, you have tried to start a business. You've, you've figured out something that so many people want to figure out. What a gift to, to share. Um, 
I had another idea, which is interesting because now a year later, this idea is making more sense. And it was around my experience as a performer and singer and supporting people in standing the overlap between performance and leadership, using your voice, having stage presence, accepting mm. praise, mm-hmm. um, being comfortable in your body, all these things that I know as a performer that translate into leadership. I'm now building a program for women to get them on stage with a live band, singing, moving. And that is probably going to be my second book, but it couldn't Mm -hmm. have been my first book. You know what I mean? I had Mm -hmm. to write the first book to get to the second book. Um, So it was pretty straightforward with her. It was kind of like, uh, let's, yeah. Start with this one because it makes the most sense. You know, and you were open practical. to it. You weren't right. You weren't. I was totally open, and so yeah, and weren't stuck on like, no, it has to be this, right? Not at all. For me, I, yeah. all I knew was, at least in this space, I got the message I was supposed to write. I liked her, and I'm the kind of client who is like, when I hire a coach, I'm like. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm right. Let's right, do this. Right. Know? Right. I, right. I've yeah. been that way with her since the beginning. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. Well, you know, there's a back end in terms of like, especially because I love, 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 like being part of author incubator and supporting authors in different ways of like, we're working with people who are doing that, right? Who are coachable and who are saying yes. And because we've never done that before, when you're going through that process, you sort of, you surrender to the expert, which is why you want to Mm -hmm, trust mm -hmm. them. You want them to have Mm -hmm. experience and you want them to have expertise, which is why, you know, one of the things that Angela always says is like, I'm not going to send you names of referral. When people are like, send me a referral, send me names. She's like, if I send you names, it's going to be all people that obviously love me and love the program. Just go to any of my authors on this page and speak to any of them. Because the consistency of the program and the outcomes and the work, like that's the part. That's what's so, I just think powerful and different is that there's this like transparency that is within the consistency and the structure that really, if you follow the program and get out of the way, which is what she's always telling us to do, right? Get out of the way um, to go serve and go really do have that servant's heart. This is, you will have success, you know? Um, And so the resistance that comes up, it's like, I mean, I think the point I'm always trying to remind myself and others is that it's not that we don't, have resistance is that we can pay attention to it and we use it as our superpower, as a learning strength, as an area of tension from which then to surrender, right? From which when to say, oh, there I am in the way again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, let's see what might be possible, you know, for this book, for this service, for this client, you know? Mm Yeah. And being specific about it too, right? Writing to the one person, um, really narrowing that, you know? Yeah. Um, Did you ever have writer's block? Yeah. Did you ever Um, have writer's block or anyone in your cohort? Yeah. Sorry, my dog is going crazy. I know, I can hear you, puppy. (laughs) Um, I don't think I got blocked like I can't 
find another word because I would just start writing about anything, just mm-hmm. random, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of what works in coaching, right, the reason why, well, there's many reasons why coaching works. But one of the most powerful ones is I have an accountability to, com- to do mm-hmm. what I said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If I tried to write this yeah. book on my own, I might have gotten a couple sentences of the introduction done by now. Because mm-hmm. I'm busy. Right. I was working part-time. <laughs> I had a full-time coaching practice. I had a four-year-old. I had a band. I had a boyfriend. It's not like I just was in the mood for a project. Mm-hmm. Well, but and I, then, like, I even when you yeah. block that out, you're like, oh, and now I have laundry, and now there's dishes, right. and now that drawer needs to be clean. Like, we'll always find a lot of things. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I had the um, accountability. I had a, a really clear sense of my mission, and I had what I think is kind of what you were speaking to before, too, like, um, one of the things I'm <clears throat> convinced of is that successful people are just more willing to go look stupid in public if it means they will serve someone. It's like that servant heart you were oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm not surprised when my imposter fearing self shows up, I'm like, hey, what's up, bud? I right. knew you'd be here. Right. Yeah. You know, hey, fear, anxiety. Like, of course you're here. I was expecting you all along. What took you so long? Um, yeah. Or, and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> um, and for the sake of my mission, I will do just about anything. I mean, I will look like a yeah. fool. I will fail in public. I will dance naked in the street. Like, I'll do anything if it means I can help a coach figure out how to serve clients. Yeah. Because I yeah. know that that is one way the world can get better. And when yeah. I look out at the world and see what's happening, I feel like it's really urgent. Yeah. So I'm willing to go yeah. splash around and try stuff. And I hope yeah. I encourage other people to do that too because if we wait for perfect, we're in real trouble. Real 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 trouble. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. I you totally agree. Or if we wait yeah. for another degree or if we wait for another as soon as I'm blank enough, then I'll do it. Mhm. Um and that being said, though, it's, like, so helpful to have experts in your corner. You know, mm-hmm. any anything I've done accomplished, really, if I look at it, it's like, well, I accomplished it because I hired someone who knew how to do it better than me and then learned how to do it. I, yeah. And they held me accountable and taught me what I needed to know. I that's what I've done with CDs. That's what I've done with books. That's what I did with my business. Like, I didn't know how to run a business, so I found someone who knew and said, teach me. Totally, totally. And I think, you know, I've heard Angela say before along the lines of, like, you might be able to figure it out. It's just going to take a lot longer. 
So if you want to do right. it in a shorter time, and those of us that are concerned with the state of the world and the current political situations and that kind of thing, like we don't have time to waste to figure it out because it's the problem is now, you know, the people we need the healing now. <laughs> so, um, right. yeah, I, I just, that's very inspiring to me. It's not like a waste of time or money, quote unquote, right. when we are really again from that servant's heart because the, the time is now, you know, so right. um, I just really appreciate that. Okay. We're running out of time. They're going to, our, our show is going to end. So tell everyone where yes. they can find you. I could talk to you the rest of the day, but tell everyone they can find I you. I know. It's been delightful. <laughs> um, well, people can find me on the World Wide Web, of course. Um, mm-hmm. And if they want to download a copy of the book, um, they can go to my website, right. which is meganjoewilson.com. There's also... Right a site called beacoachbook.com, like be a coach. Who who the fuck am I to be a coach? Um, Beacoachbook.com. You can actually download the book for free because I want anyone who just, like, wants um, some support to go there. And I'm a big Facebook person. Um, I have a Facebook group called Megan Joe Wilson and the Army of Light, which is full of coaches, but also artists and healers and teachers. And that's a great way for us to connect, too. Yay! Okay, well, I'm going to jump on and go join it. So I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm excited. for all the work you're doing and for your book and for supporting (laughs) authors. Oh, well, it's been great to have some time with you. Yeah. You too. All right. Have a great afternoon. Take good care. Okay. I'll I'll see you out there. All right. See you on the stairs. Bye. Bye, love. Bye.